This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing podcast with three soccer-loving idiots who don't know when to shut their dumb potty mouths. So listener discretion, yeah, it's it's pretty much advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 232, Kleistin Quakes. Man, that'd be really great snack food. Mmm, delicious. I can't wait to talk about <clears throat> Sasha this week. I can't wait. It's coming, it's coming very soon. Minutes. Uh, I... Seconds. Uh, I would say minutes. Minutes is more appropriate. Uh, so, Red Bulls hosting San Jose, return to MLS action, and somehow found their offense in the second half of a game. I think it was four goals in the second half. Yes. Sure was. Or a 5-1 win over San Jose. Uh, of course, the one goal San Jose scored had to be by a guy making his MLS debut, because why not? But they shoved it right back in their face with two goals. That after. is true. So, that is true. <laughs> that was that's too honorary esque. That's what that was. Yes. Oh yeah. So let's just get right into this one with our likes and dislikes. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about this one? Uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot to dislike. Uh, probably that a goal got scored at all. I mean, they were just playing so well. It would have been nice if it was a shutout. Um, but, I mean, that really is nitpicking. Um, I suppose, uh, you know, I suppose, uh, you know, the only real dislike would be probably the crowd. Um, we obviously had the excuse of the week, which was uh, the U.S. game was also on. Um, and, uh, of course, Pestilence. I don't know if Pestilence arrived. Hmm. But uh, judging by the crowd, it may have. Uh, so <laughs> killed, off, killed off half the crowd. <laughs> yeah, half the crowd was killed off by pestilence. Uh, I think that's it. So, I mean, yeah, the crowd. I mean, which of course it's not exactly unusual for a midweek game, but uh, for a game in which they just totally demolished uh, another side, um, it, it would have been nice to have seen a bigger crowd. Uh, do you think pestilence got stuck on like the Mar- MacArthur Highway like before the game? Yeah, like probably. Like traffic flow a bit got there late. Uh, it's like, I'm going to – oh, traffic. Jeez, oh, this stupid road. I have people uh, to kill. Hold on. Let me look at my ways and see if I can get around this. Uh, hey, War, are you ahead of me? Can you, like, stop by there? You check it. The game's over. Damn it. <laughs> yep, oh, on. well. So, uh, hey, I, I – <laughs> I would bitch about uh, MSG because it did suck again for me, uh, but I'm not going to. I couldn't believe my eyes when I'm on Facebook later on that night and uh, seeing Red did their little cow and then bowl of the week, blah, blah, blah. And several people said Shasha was the cow. Several. The Are they fucking. Game? Yeah, last night's game. You know, the game he had a goal <laughs> and two assists in. If, if you said that, you're a fucking idiot. Because someone goes, well, it was a, it was a, a gimme goal. 
Has there been a single gimme goal for this team this year? Nope. No. No, not a single one. I, I just it, These fans are such morons. Some are really stupid. Like, yeah, if you want to say <laughs> he's having a bad year, absolutely. He's not having the year he had last year. Kind of hard to duplicate. Mm-hmm. But to say he was the cow, you're you're a fucking moron. Oh, he was giving balls away. He scored a goal and had two assists. Yep. What what were you not watching? It, it was a one play where he gave the ball away. He was like, oh, well, he he sucks. Uh, complain, complain. Uh, <laughs> f- fucking morons. Serious morons. Yep. That uh, that really pit, pissed me off. It really did. I just. Of course, I was angry about it about 2.30 in the morning, so no one really noticed my rage except for uh, Fiorency. He was the only one that was like, <laughs> that noticed how angry I was. The other man up at that time. Yeah, I was very asleep at that point. <laughs> you know, when you said you were going to be something, you were going to yell about the fans, I didn't think that's what you were going with that one. I don't know why. Because you're not up at 2.30 in the morning. That's your problem. And I'm not that's on the true. Facebook discussion group. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I'm not on that either. This was I'm just... just- I'm just this not on was, Facebook anymore. Yeah, this was just the seeing red, uh, okay. you know, their bowling cow little thing. I, I I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. So, of course, like I also called them out in that thread, calling them morons. <laughs> so well done. Yeah. Um, my dislike of anything, and it's – and I know this has to do more with the schedule or, or the, the way MLS does their scheduling is – can we please just have, like, if the Gold Cup is happening, just not have games during the Gold Cup? Because it kind of sucked having to try to watch the first 30 minutes of the United States. And this is complete nitpicking on something different, but it kind of sucked trying to watch the first 30 minutes of the U.S. national team while watching the four-goal second half. And it's like, yeah, come on. Well, didn't, didn't we just say, I, I think we were talking during the game, and I think, Pat, you even said, well, like, hey, USA game's on. I could kind of tune out the Red Bulls game. And I think it was 3 nothing at that point. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I think like, it was like a few minutes after that is when San Jose scored, too. Yeah, and, and I think we all kind of did. It was like, okay, 3 nothing game's kind of coming towards its end. But I pay attention. You look down like, holy fuck, holy fuck. Oh, fuck again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I, like, walked away, and then I came, and I walked back, and I was like, 5-1? When the hell did this happen? Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was blinking, you missed it. Yeah. So this, I have to talk about this. This is not really dislike of the game, but just because Twitter is Twitter. Of course, people are going crazy about the five goals. I feel like I have to tell. Uh, I give you a chance to say this. I feel like people need to take a moment and pump the brakes on the on the fact that we scored five goals because this is the only time all year we scored three or more in the run of play. Right. That includes, that includes the open cup. Like we're, this was match number nineteen of the MLS season, and match we're four match or sorry three matches into the Open Cup. This is the first time we scored more than two goals in the run of play. So don't go crazy thinking that th- shit has turned around all of a sudden. Cause... And I th- I think the broadcast was still complaining about how we still haven't scored uh, outside of the box. Who cares? Who gives a crap? 
And I just want to say, uh, I disagree. Everybody go crazy. Go home, impregnate your significant other. Uh, <laughs> name your child Jesse. Works well for both a boy or a girl. True. Uh, same with Sasha. You have plenty of gender-neutral names available. But, uh, yeah, let's make some 2017 babies. I say get, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> um, all right, so likes the game. Truman, you go first. What did you like the most about this one? I want to say two because I don't think you guys are going to mention, mention either of these. Uh, first, overall, it was one of those games where they had great, great chances in the first half, and you were just hoping, oh, dear God, it's going to be one of their games, you know, one of the games where they had a million chances and don't score or they only scored the one goal. So it was very nice to see that uh, at, in the second half they still came out flying and just piled on. Specifically, Gazala Verone's first assist in that game was so nice. Uh, the way he puts the ball past the defender, runs after it, gets it, goes up down the field. You know, the awesome pass that ends up to Sasha's uh, foot where he scores. Oh, that was a thing of beauty. And again, that's one of those plays where, like, people are questioning should Verone be starting. The crime on that play is that. Uh, he was not giving an assist because it was, I think, deflected. Right? Yes, it was a slight, a slight deflection, but because of the deflection, he was not giving an assist on that play. Yeah, uh, but I mean, either way, it was that was some magic right there. That was the the kind of stuff you want to see out of that guy. So he's been playing well for how many games now? <laughs> like four games. He's been so playing. I think well. I saw. I think I saw a post or, or something on Twitter where he scored four goals in twenty something minutes this year. Wow, it's impressive. There you go. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he right now, I did put a tweet out about it. Expensive super sub, but he's he's a great super sub right now. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, why mess with it, I'd say, at this point. I mean, you know, certainly three goals came after he came on the field, but um, who are you going to bench, Bradley Ray Phillips? Right, no, uh, I – yeah, we we I think we talked about that already. Was that maybe this yeah. is just the position for him? Is the super sub, and he's been thriving in it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not DP money that you want to throw at a guy just to be a super sub, but hey, yeah. <laughs> it's working for now. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'll go into my like uh, with that from that. Uh, my like would be have to be the kids. I mean, the kids both had a great game today or last night, uh, both Sean Davis with that brilliant goal to open it up in the first half. Uh, and then he's he had a great game all around. And Tyler Adams, who, you know, up to this point is pretty much an essential defensive midfielder, uh, had a great game on the right wing as a wingback. Um, you know, you got to love – I mean, I know he played a little bit. I believe he played a bit right back when he was young, uh, younger, uh, even though they see him as a central defensive midfielder. So – I mean, if there's anything that I'm, like, on edge about with him right now, it's, like, kind of on the field, especially when Marilla comes back. I mean, does, is Tyler Adams now your right back? And if you see him as a future central defensive midfielder, do you want him to play it right back? But in the time meeting, uh, both kids had a great game. On some very nice crosses, uh, had some great defensive stops. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was just – it was great. I mean, considering – you know, Dax was traded because we wanted to see what these kids could do. And, you know, at least for one game, they showed what they could do. And it was uh, it was great to watch. 
would you say the Tyler Adams' game was Dax-esque? Because he really was all over that field last night. He was all over it. He was creating offense. Uh, The way he came down for that ball in the first half to get it away from what was Wondolowski, right? I mean, he came out of nowhere, got in front of him, and took that ball away. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was was brilliant. Yeah, he he played just an absolutely fantastic game. Um, It's hard for me to find something in particular to talk about because you guys have kind of talked about so much. Um, I don't know. The fact that we actually scored more than two goals in a game because that has been the big problem for the Red Bulls this year is offense. And we granted the earthquakes are not a great defensive team, but you know, the fact that we can at least score some goals all of a sudden is, is a good sign. Again, tempering that, I'm not saying it's, you know, start something great, but it's something. And it's something this team needed, especially being so far down in the same. I think they went from seventh to like fourth or third or something like that at the end of the game. I don't know what they're at at the moment, but I know they jumped a, a few good spots with at the time with that win. Like right, okay, so right now they're in sixth or fifth, sorry. Yeah, and they were in, they were in seventh beforehand yeah. for the game. This is the answer. I mean, that, that's the first time they played a five-man back line, um, you know, it, it's or whatever you want to call it. I mean, MLS has it as a five-four-one. Maybe it was a three-six-one or three-two-four-one. Whatever. The way, the way MSG showed uh, it, it was like a five-one-three-one. I think. Yeah. Uh, either way, I mean, maybe that's the way you want to go. I, I, you know, it it certainly worked very well. Um, just until you get some. Uh, uh, new blood in here, which again, I still think they're just going to put a jersey on a stack of money. Um, you know, but uh, maybe that's what you need to do to make this work. I mean, of course, let's not forget uh, San Jose was missing a lot of players between injury and uh, actually, no, not injury, I believe red cards and gold cup. Um, but <laughs> still an impressive performance nonetheless. Yeah, especially considering that, um, was it Bingham was the, the goalkeeper? Right, he was Tra- called Tracy it. Bingham. That's is that who it was? Oh, I think, so. I think it's Tracy. Tracy anyway, Bingham. Yeah, whatever his name is, he was called into the national camp back in January. So it's not like this this guy isn't, you know, isn't a quality keeper. But well, I certainly agree I, with. Uh, I certainly agree, I certainly agree with Shep, who says at some point during the game, "How is Robles not ahead of him uh, yeah. on the depth chart?" Um, you know, you can say that about a lot, that about yeah, a lot of people yeah. at this point. Yeah. So, I I think whatever you want to call that formation, I think that the reason it worked well was because the Red Bulls' style since Jesse Marsh has come here has been to have your defensive backs push up and be the wing players. So you're still doing that, but now you're giving one extra defender in the back. You're not leaving as as big of a hole as you. I mean, they still got burned on that one play, but aside from that. They had a pretty solid defensive performance, and putting basically three central defenders in, you're going to have more coverage when your team pushes up higher up the field. And I think that was part of the reason that they did so well against uh, San Jose. Hmm. 
All right. Uh, prediction standings. Pat and I both yeah. called this a draw. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. give me something else? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, keep uh, going. Continue. And Truman called the win. Oh, I did. Did I? Matt, Matt. That's why I'm in first place, because I'm smart. So, Truman has 13 points, Pat 9, and I have 5. So, there you go. All right. Uh, the Red Bulls have a game coming up on Saturday, so short uh, turnaround. They'll be traveling for the first ever match against Minnesota United. Uh, that game is on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and it'll be broadcast Ooh. on ESPN. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I can Fancy. actually watch that without uh, weird staticky lines going across the TV. Fantastic. Yeah, I think for some of ESPN in at least two months, I think. So. Yeah, well, rightfully so. Uh. <laughs> if you've been watching them play for a while, they shouldn't be on national TV. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, predictions for this one. Pat, you can go first. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday? Um, uh, man, I'm being pulled in so many directions. Uh, I'm being pulled from the hope that I have from this past game. Uh, to the realism of it's just one game, and Minnesota is better than the crap fest they were at the beginning of the season, uh, and they're away. Um, you know what? I'm going to go balls to the wall. I'm going to say a 2-1 win. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm hoping that this is the uh, finally turning the corner. It's kind of funny. Uh, my time lapse has been showing my tweets of the last two years, and uh Pretty much the Red Bulls have done this the last two years where they started turning a corner in July against my brain and stick with my gut and say, yeah, the Red Bulls are going to take on a still below average Minnesota United team uh, and come away with a win, especially since they very, very well on the road lately. Uh, so 2-1, uh, Red Bulls win in Minnesota. Minus 17 goal differential from Minnesota United. Uh, <laughs> most of that was them just getting their faces smashed in uh, early in the well, season. Yeah, it was all because of the beginning of the season, yeah. <laughs> um, and they do have a winning record at home. I think uh, I, I'm going to be different. I'm going to say a 2-2 draw uh, because I think the Red Bulls will want to at least just come out of there with a point after, uh, you know, with the short week playing last night and playing Saturday afternoon. Uh, I I think a point would be quite all right. I know Minnesota's total trash, um, but maybe they'll play it a little safe. You could might see a couple different guys in that starting lineup, uh, except for Robles and BWP. They play every single game ever. But aside mm-hmm. from that, I think Aurelian and Colin may be back in the lineup. And they're saying it's a possibility. So he might be back. Obviously, uh, we don't know about Connor Lade, right? He's suffered an injury. We don't know how bad. So I, I would write him off immediately. I haven't yeah. seen any news or anything, but clearly if he came off the field for that game, he's highly unlikely playing for this one. So, yeah, I think any way they can get a point would be absolutely fantastic. So, fun fact, the Red Bulls were the third worst scoring team before the game on Wednesday. Do you want to guess where they are now? They're the greatest team of all time? Well, in some minds, but okay. in reality, we're tied for third worst team in scoring in MLS. <laughs> <laughs> With Minnesota United of all teams. 
Wow. So, and, and here's where I'm going with this. It's not going to change this week. <laughs> We're going to stay exactly the same. I'm going with a draw. Uh, I think... I want to say 2-2, but I feel like it's not going to happen on the short turnaround. Both teams are playing uh, short turnarounds, by the way. Minnesota at least has the advantage of staying home for this this week, where the Red Bulls don't. I'm going to go 1-1. Um, and the reason being is probably more because of the heat, because I can't imagine what it was like playing in that game yesterday. I know, I, Granted, I don't live anywhere close to Red Bull Arena. But I walked from my from the door to my building to my car at work, and it was all of like a three minute walk yesterday, and I was sweating my ass off because of the, the goddamn heat and humidity. To have to play that in that on Wednesday and then go to Minnesota on uh, Saturday and play an afternoon game, I can't imagine that a lot of these guys are going to be like hundred percent fresh. So. I don't. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. I think it's still snowing in in Minnesota. So. <laughs> it's, it's possible. So, so it means we fall asleep faster. It should be good. Heat. <laughs> so I'm going to go one more. I think it's going to be a slightly lethargic game by the Red Bulls. They'll still do enough to win to to at least get a point. But I don't think they're going to really show anything that sh- that they should be the better team. And that is a turf field, correct? Uh, yeah, because it's, it's the Minnesota Twins, or sorry, not the Twins, the Vikings field. The whole, no, no. They're not, they're probably not playing there. They're at the college field. Yeah. College field, sorry. I, I, for some reason, I thought TCF was the Vikings. Not anymore. That's what it was at one point, so I was, I was semi-right. Yeah, you were kind of close when they were playing there the when they were building year. their new stadium. In fairness, the last game I watched of the Vikings was when the Jets played there a few years ago, so... All right. Uh, so no attendance excuse because we're on the road. Uh, so time to talk about the Gold Cup. Red Bull, or the U.S. advancing the 2 nothing win over El Salvador in which uh, things got a little kinky from the El Salvadorian side. A little bit. Well, I mean, I didn't, they didn't pull up with the change or anything. That's why I say a little bit. Like, it could, be, it could have been much more BDSM, but it wasn't. Um. But the U.S. advances. They'll take on Costa Rica Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. So, Pat, since you're the resident U.S. guy, what were your thoughts about the game? Um, you know, aside from Costa Rica, obviously playing – or Costa Rica, I'm sorry. El Salvador playing really dirty. Um, you know, I haven't really had a chance to look at the news today, so I don't know if any retroactive reds have been issued. Uh, but there probably should have been about three or four. Um, <laughs> you know, aside from that, uh, U.S. didn't look great. Again, you know, uh, Bruce is pretty much mixing and matching with this team. He's still just testing things out, even though it's knockout round time. Um, I don't know what he sees in Giassi Zardes. I don't know what he sees in Omar Gonzalez. Um, I would actually like to see young Matt Miazga get a chance. I mean, even in a crucial knockout game like this, because uh, he had a very good game against Nicaragua. Granted, it was Nicaragua. Um, you know, it, it's it's um, yeah, it didn't look great. Uh, and I kind of think there's to a certain extent this U.S. team um, goes as far as Christian Pulisic goes for the most part. 
And it's not to say a lot of the vets didn't have decent games. Bradley was very good. Uh, outdoor, though, he didn't get on the ball, uh, on the board. Had some very nice hold-up play. Uh, Tim Howard made some great saves. Uh, but, you know, it, it's – you know, I don't – there's nothing to get crazy. It would not shock me if they lose on Saturday to Costa Rica and play another third-place game. Um the one plus about this whole tournament, I guess, is that nobody has looked good. Um, nobody has looked dominant. So um, there's always the chance. I mean, if anything, it reminds me of, uh, in terms of the U.S. potentially winning this whole thing, it reminds me of uh, when the U.S. women in the last World Cup, how they never looked great. <laughs> and they eventually went on to win the whole thing. So uh, there's your silver lining. Um this Saturday, I don't know. Um, you kind of hope Bruce plays the best possible lineup, lineup and stops tinkering to see what he's got. I mean, he's, he should know by now. Uh, so assuming Bruce does that and plays the best possible lineup, I'll say a 2-1 win for the U.S. But uh, if he continues to tinker, I do see the U.S. dropping that one on Saturday. You, you, you just poo-pooed Omar Gonzalez. Didn't he score a goal? Didn't he score the first goal in this game? He scored a goal, and then at the same time, if he had oh, – the funny thing is, that's actually a funny point, is that both goal scorers against a better team probably could have been guilty of giving up about four. Uh, if you know, if Elihi or and uh, Omar were the starters against a Costa Rica, for example, or uh, you know, a, a full strength Mexico, U.S. would have lost that game easily. Um, there was just many mistakes made by both of them in the back uh, that absolutely would have led to a very unfriendly scoreline for the U.S. Uh, were it a better team for sure. I thought that after the second goal in the first half that I feel like the U.S. felt the game was over. Like that was it. Uh, El Salvador wasn't coming back. I mean, that's how I felt when they scored the second goal. I'm like, okay, clearly – Nothing's happening, and maybe that was a little bit of laziness in that second half. Oh, for sure. You know, they just I, sure. I think sure. just calmed it down a little bit and kind of relaxed. Yeah, it was laziness. Uh, El Salvador, as dirty as it was, certainly, you know, it probably got to the U.S. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's it's things that shouldn't be happening. I mean, it's very possible the guys just aren't, a lot of them are just not up for this tournament. You know, they either feel safe in their roles or they just don't care. Um, again, I mean, no team, no big team sent an A squad. So it's just kind of, it is what it is. It's a, it's, it's a, it's the year before the world cup gold cup. And those are always usually less, uh, you know, less competitive than in years past, at least amongst the big clubs, the big countries. All right. Yeah. I have nothing to add. So there you go. <laughs> Expert analysis for me. Anyway, um, it down. time for dumping ground. Anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, I mean, it was a short yeah. week. Yeah. I was going to say it was a short week. We, we had a show earlier going on. So there's not much to, Really discuss. Uh, the Red Bulls still sit on their hands with uh, the transfer window being wide open. I think a tractor trailer just drove through it, but not a player. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that's the one thing you want to talk about. It's just the fans clearly getting frustrated about just rumors, just rumors. And 
whispers in the wind. Nothing. There's not. There's nothing going on. Nope. Okay. So United States uh, transfer window ends on August 9th. So that is let's see, one, two, three weeks away. What are the chances the Red Bulls sign say three players? Zero. Two players. Ten percent. Yeah. One player. Fifty percent. Yeah, I, I, I'll go a little higher. I'll, I'll say fifty-nine percent. <laughs> All right. Now to make this a little bit better, chances that they sign a starting eleven caliber player. With the backfield the way it is, uh, if they did, I would say that's a eighty percent chance. I still say fifty. Uh, I'm not. I, I feel like it's going to be another uh, Royer or Verone who I'm not poo-pooing, but you know, it certainly took them their time to kind of make any kind of mark on this team. I only give a high number because guaranteed someone will get hurt and that person will be forced to play. Yeah, it starts immediately. I, I'd say yeah. I'd say like ten percent. But so, oh, yeah, clearly wouldn't play in like the first game or so. Cause yeah, I, I'm talking about someone that happen. could that could start on this team. That's what I meant. Not someone that's going to start right away. Well, I mean, I'd hope that's what they were looking at. You're not going at this point. You can't sign a guy that's just going to go sit on the bench. You got enough of this. You have to sign a guy that's going to be able to get into the starting lineup. I'll say this though. I mean, like in terms of Red Bulls just not caring and uh, not learning the lesson. I think Dave Martinez posted in the discussion group today a. I think the team literally tweeted out that they signed a hot dog. Oh, yeah. Wait, really? Was it a dancing hot dog? It was a dancing hot dog. I believe I saw that dancing hot dog over at the uh, Devils Arena, too. So, apparently, he's playing for a lot of teams. Apparently, the hot dog is getting around. Yeah. Now I'm going to find this stupid tweet. (laughs) Jay is clearly unaware of what goes on Snapchat, so it's good. He's, He's safe. Oh, was it Snapchat? I don't know. I'm not yeah, even like on Twitter most of the day. Yeah, this, right. is a, this is an official Red Bulls tweet that they signed a dancing hot dog. So I do not see this tweet. All right, would you, hold on. Would you so, take, so, a, would you take a dancing hot dog or nothing? I, I don't see a dancing hot dog. I see a bunch of Kamar Lawrence stuff because he's playing right now. But you go, buddy. Um, thanking FC Barcelona for what the? Why the hell am I not seeing this before? Did you just click on the link I sent you? Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Let's see. So they signed a dancing one, hot dog. Four they hours ago. Dog. This. They, and, and they signed the dancing hot dog me. yesterday. What, what the fuck, tweet deck? This I, I'm in the timeline that I should be seeing this, and tweet deck's not showing me. You suck, tweet deck. Which, by extension, is hey. Deck. If you were a hot dog and you were hungry, would you eat yourself? I know I would. Yeah, Cops win. I know I'd wash it down with a nice cold Budweiser. <laughs> it's not even a dancing hot dog. It's an animated dancing hot dog. That's right. <laughs> I, I can't wait till Jay gets into 2017. Yeah, I know. Well, God. from this, he hasn't seen dancing food before, so I don't think he's gone to a movie in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I actually see Guardians of the Galaxy like two weeks ago, so... Which was still out, surprisingly, thankfully. But man, and and somehow there's floating musical notes too, because of course there is. 
So, you know, so it's a trolling, like, who's the new guy? And then it pans over and there's dancing hot dogs. And they clearly didn't learn anything from that uh, F1 racer fiasco a few years ago. I mean, this is obviously a bit more ridiculous. They didn't build it up as much, but it's still it's kind of like, like, hey, you might as well tweet out, yeah, go root for NYCFC. Fuck it. They look good last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works for me, too. I like that they drew it home. Ha! Uh, so, because I just remembered this, uh, league-wide video review is coming to MLS. Oh, yeah, that I did want to talk about that. That's true. Hey, things. So, the, it was mentioned on the broadcast, they were actually dry-running the VAR stuff during the Rebels game. And I didn't think anything of it because... VAR has actually been used at Red Bull Arena before. It was used in some of the USL games last year. So I just assumed it was further testing of the system. But given the news today that MLS is going to, uh, let's see, two years Yeah, so starting, what is it, starting August 5th, all MLS games, including the playoffs and Open Cup, are going to incorporate the video review system. Like, that is big. Cool. Yeah. Outside. I can't wait till the I can't wait the, I can't wait for the videos like they did at the World Cup three years ago. Where it's like the obvious goals are like, see, it was a goal. And you're like, no shit, it hit the back of the net. <laughs> so yeah, get ready for that. I, I'm just looking. I'm looking forward to video view becoming sentient, like it's, it's own sentient being, and then taking over leagues worldwide. It starts killing people. Yeah. I'll show you a goal. This is a penalty kick. Red card means execution. <laughs> Red card means die. I, wow! I just thought of Grandma's Boy and Doctor Who in in those in those uh, impressions. Don't be mad at us. That's a foul. Zap. That's a foul. Zap. That's a foul. <laughs> I feel like that's that should be a musical about VAR. That the last part. <laughs> Uh, so I I think we're the first league to officially put it like in 100 percent now. If this if I'm right about this, because it's finally not... MLS ahead of the times. I mean, we, there you go. We're sort of ahead of the times. We're the first ones with that spray for the field. Yep. So uh, we also had breakaway uh, penalty overtime kick. So that was the thing. Let's go back well, to that. That was fun. I mean, that was any ne- never forget. NASL did it first, so. <laughs> And uh, Franz Beckenbauer loved it, if I recall from, or maybe, I forget who said it. Somebody, the Dutch guy movie, said uh, they loved it. No, it was in the Once in a Lifetime Cosmos documentary. Someone was like, yeah, you had this, the penalty kicks, and I loved it. It was great. I thought it was great. <laughs> you kick the ball around. You kick the ball around. All right, I'm not uh, cheetah blood. I am not cheetah. <laughs> So, anything else for the dumping ground? I got nothing. Sky Blue still plays Saturday at 10 o'clock. Unfortunately, same time as uh, America. So, America. pick a choose. Uh, speaking of America, if you watch WWE and you boo John Cena, uh, then start. Then go watch uh, Tour de Pharmacy and you'll never boo John Cena again. Oh, agreed. For the love of God, go watch that. 
hilarious. Jay, as soon as you're done with this, that's what you're going to go watch. You're going to watch Tour de Pharmacy. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll look it up now while we finish stepping ground. I I feel like I feel like I don't want you to look it up. I feel like you just have to go watch it without knowing what. No, no, no. Look it up as in find it so I can watch it later. Yeah, it's on HBO. So if you have any kind of HBO thing. Okay. Okay. Since it's a movie, I may not be able to watch it tonight. It's forty-one minutes long, I believe. Yeah, it's it's not long. I mean, possibly. Oh, there's seven days in hell. I should probably watch that too. Yep. That one's a few years old. Anyway, dumping ground. Anything else? Boom. Done. Done. Terrible team of the week. Okay, so I could totally jump all over Portland uh, for losing four-one at home to. Real saw Pecky, but I'm not going to because there was a way more hilarious result last night, <laughs> late at night. DC United in Seattle, up three nothing, in the second half, give up four <laughs> straight goals to Seattle and lose four three. What a wonderful night last night was. I mean, from top from seven thirty on, it was just gift after gift after gift. It was such a treat. Uh, how Ben Olsen's head did not pop right off his shoulders, I don't know. That was so, oh, it was so wonderful. And, and the weirdest part, and uh, I was going to say, the weirdest part because in Metro World is watching uh, Lloyd Sam get subbed off for Sebastian Latou. Oh, boy. I felt, I felt weird seeing that happen. And, and I believe that and, and, that was the first time in MLS history that a team had blown a three-goal lead. And without Jordan Morris and Clint Dempsey. Yeah, even <laughs> better. Even better. Uh, so so that – let's see. Historic comeback. Uh, yeah, I think I saw it on – because when you, when you told me who it was going to be, I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. And so this is on MLSsoccer.com that this is the first time ever in MLS history a team has come back from a three-goal deficit to win in regulation. Wow. That is – so good. So good. <laughs> couldn't couldn't happen to a better team. So it's not it's not just it's not just blowing a three goal lead. It's blowing a three goal lead to lose. Right. Ooh. Right. Cause, yeah. Because Seattle actually it says in this article, Seattle came back from a three goal a three goal deficit to draw New England on, in April. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time in MLS history a team has won when down three goals. Four goals in 27 minutes, I believe, is the number. Yes, that is what he says on MLS. Yeah. Ooh, it just makes me all hot in my nethers. <laughs> yeah, feels it feels good. And uh, one, uh, one more note to D.C. United. Pe- people laughed at us when we put up the poll asking who would be worse, D.C. or Minnesota. And how long ago was that? Like three weeks in, whatever it was? It was a while ago. It was yeah. you, Let me see. You, you tweeted about it, so I'm going to find it out. Where is it? Yep. You know, they they had their ha-has about it. But, I mean, look, currently, look who's laughing now. Yeah. They're equally terrible. They're the two, by far the two worst teams in the league. Yep. And Minnesota hasn't blown a three-goal lead in the second half yet. So I think D.C. is definitely the worst team. I mean, they are the, I yeah. think they have Minnesota. the least points. So they're definitely the worst team in the league. Yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota's only blown the first 10 minutes. Right. Yeah, they've done that quite well. Yeah. But this is, I mean, 
uh, I think DC's worst by a point. So, but we were crazy, right? We were crazy to throw that poll up. I voted for Minnesota. Yeah, we don't we don't know nothing. I guess. Yeah, it's so. I thought you tweeted out the poll lead, and you just retweeted Fishkin. That's why I was. So yeah. I, I think it was in April, at least. Yeah, I know. It was a while ago. People doubt our polls. Our polls are solid. They're rigid. We have rigid, solid polls. We do. Huge. Huge, huge rigid, solid polls. Huge. Huge polls. That stand up to scrutiny. That's right. They stand up They're to magnificent polls. We have the best polls. The best polls. Uh, all right. So, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, Forza Lucha's next week. It is. That's true. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. That's going to be on the 29th. Uh, I just did an interview with a really cool radio show uh, beyond ringside. I was on their show for a good, oh my god, 45 to 50 minutes talking about it. So yep. you should definitely come to that next Saturday. I'm. I think we're going to just spend a, a part of the show next week talking all about it. We will. But uh, get your tickets. Get your tickets. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Go buy tickets to guarantee guarantee yourself a uh, a seat at the show. It's going to be awesome. All right. So with that, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at onesometro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can help support us by going to patreon.com slash red bull rant. a few bucks our way. You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at pmacda2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Well, we got two wins Wednesday night. Let's go get two wins a Saturday night. Just win, baby. So for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode number 232 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.